In a quiet room off a bustling hallway of Upstate University Hospital's surgical transplant unit, Jody Adams, a 40-year-old mother of six, is ready for surgery to remove her left kidney. I'm uh, here today to donate my kidney to a young mom that needed one. So we're uh, giving it to a 29-year-old woman that's a local woman here in Syracuse. And we saw this post on Facebook from the little boy saying, you know, help, my mom needs a kidney. If somebody could help me, would you do it? The post showed a three-month-old baby gazing into his mother's face. Hi, my name is Carter. This is my mommy, Victoria, holding me. She's pretty and smells nice. She doesn't feel so good, though. Dad said she needs a new kidney because hers are broken and we need someone to give her a new one. Janet Burton is Baby Carter's grandmother, Victoria's mom. She and a large circle of family and friends were ruled out as good matches. She wrote the post in January. It was shared nearly 7,000 times. I never thought I would donate an organ. It never crossed my mind until I saw this post and this picture of her holding that baby. Jody, a registered nurse at Upstate, was among dozens who called Upstate's transplant unit to inquire. She was one of 49 people who went through physical and psychological screening and one of six identified as a potential donor. The only thing I know about the girl is her name was Victoria, and they called me on my Victoria's fifth birthday. How coincidental. So I get a call from the transplant team on, on my daughter's birthday. We went through all the questions, had the blood work drawn at uh, Upstate, and sure enough, the lab tech that drew my blood's name was Victoria. And she had said, what are you doing? She goes, I have goosebumps. I have such a good feeling. And I said, I do too. I said, I think I'm going to be this girl's match. Hi. Upstate's transplant chief, Reiner Grusner, will perform Jody's surgery. I think very few people still know that we happen to have two kidneys, that you need one kidney to live. And uh, sometimes the question is, what is the risk for donating one kidney? The risk is much lower than driving in the car. The risk of death is about 1 in 10,000. The risk of a major complication is less than 2%. So the overall risk is very low. On the other hand, it really is a gift of life. Brusner says that gift is all too rare. Each year, some 5,000 people with kidney disease die awaiting a transplant. We have over 100,000 patients waiting for a kidney transplant, and we do only about 17,000 kidney transplants per year in the United States. So there's a huge gap between people that will receive a kidney and those that are waiting and will never receive a kidney transplant. Living donations not only help to fill that gap, they're also better for patients. So on average, a deceased donor kidney lasts for 8 to 10 years, whereas from a living or living donor, both related or unrelated, the kidney lasts between 18 and 20 years. So frequently, a living donor kidney is a kidney for life. And long-term studies show the benefits may also extend to donors. The uh, donor, if he or she ever loses the function of the other kidney, would not have to wait for a transplant for six or eight years, but they will automatically go to the top of the list. And the life expectancy of donors is... Um, um, higher than for the rest of the population. That's because living donors are selected for being healthy and then get lifelong follow-up. So they're diagnosed very early with any kind of disease if it happens and treated accordingly. In most living donor transplants, a family member or friend directs their organ to a loved one. Altruistic donation, where someone selflessly gives their kidney to an unrelated recipient, is unusual. 
The U.S. Organ Procurement and Transplant Network reports that nationally, of the 5,500 living donor transplants in 2014, just 3% were altruistic. I mean, what you're doing is great. And as Grusner and Jody discussed before heading to surgery, many folks think they should keep their spare kidney in case a family member needs it. But as this case demonstrates, odds are they'd need to look beyond family for a match. We probably would have had problems finding a kidney for the recipient. You know, if we had just another 80,000 people a year in the nation that would donate out of the goodness of their hearts, we wouldn't have anyone on dialysis. Social media could help make a big dent in that need. Transplant surgeon Von Whitaker. Gallup polls show that over 80% of Americans are interested in, in donating, and if they were asked by a close friend or family, three-quarters of them would give, and over 50% would give to a stranger if asked. So there is this um, reservoir of goodness out there. Today, Dr. Whitaker will receive Jody's kidney from Dr. Grusner and give it to Victoria. The kidney, new kidney is actually placed in the pelvis, where it's near to the bladder, um, so the connection to the bladder is um, very easy. So at the end of the day, um, our, our recipient will end up having three kidneys. <laughs> and within three to four hours, um, by early afternoon, we're all done. And if everything goes as we expect, um, the kidney will make urine on the table, uh, which is usually a time of great celebration. Awaiting that celebration are two families who've also never met. Victoria's parents, Janet Burton and Scott Fitzpatrick, Paste the hallway near the waiting so, room. I think we've been in pretty much every room in this hospital throughout the years. <laughs> they say since their daughter was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at age 10, she suffered all sorts of complications, including periods of blindness from diabetic retinopathy. Victoria was diagnosed with end-stage renal disease um, about uh, two years ago, and she met with the transplant clinic to be evaluated to receive a new uh, kidney and during the process found out that she was expecting a baby. The high-risk pregnancy sent Victoria to dialysis which brought constant nausea and vomiting and debilitating migraines. For the last six weeks of her pregnancy she went to dialysis six days a week for six hours a day and she had very little if any vision at that point so she was was pretty much just she was there to make sure her baby was born alive and healthy. You know, it was horrible because she just sat there and listened to the TV, you know, for six days a week, six hours a day. But it worked. Carter was born premature but otherwise healthy, but Victoria's need for dialysis continued. So uh, we have been incredibly blessed with her little miracle baby, and um, we're just hoping now it's time for her miracle to get this kidney. Inside the waiting room, Jody's mom, Midge Staples, awaits word on her daughter. Kind of scared. Hoping everything goes all right for both people. I had mixed feelings at first, but I stand behind what my kids decide to do. Nice to meet you. Very well, very well. So she's doing, doing very well. It, it went as um, we had hoped it would go. Grusner's emergence from Jody's surgery brings good news and high praise. What your daughter is doing, I mean, that she really is a hero, you know. I mean, there are not that many opportunities where you can really save a life um, of someone else. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really great, great thing. So what you should do is take a deep breath, get something to eat. We'll just wait. Two days later, Jody and Victoria are up and about and have enthusiastically agreed to meet. Thank you. Hi. 
Yeah, we went over to meet Victoria. Just 20 minutes after their private introduction, I'm a little shy. Me too. <laughs> cameras roll as they meet well, the press. Uh, my name is Victoria, and I've had um, type 1 diabetes since I was 10. They hold hands, I mean, cuddle six month old Carter, and spread awareness of living donation. She's got a miracle baby. This is and she, my miracle baby. Miracle Carter. baby yeah. <laughs> and thanks to Jody. Yeah. Mommy gets to spend a lot more time with them. I always thought organ donation is, you know, when you put it on your driver's license, you know, when something happens to you, you would be an organ donor. But after seeing this post and realizing you can be a live donor, how can you not do it? Jody explains why from day one she's felt Victoria is not a stranger. Victoria's, you know, somebody's mom somebody's daughter, somebody's sister, yeah. she has a fiance, so it's, you're not just giving your kidney to a stranger, you're giving it to somebody's mother or sister or brother, and this is just two days after surgery, and I feel great. You know, people worry about surgery after, and I'm thinking, I was, felt worse after having my appendix out than donating a <laughs> kidney, right? Yeah, and as someone, the one who needed the kidney, you can never imagine some random person pretty much doing it for you. Three weeks later, Victoria and her mom visit the transplant clinic for one of many follow-ups. It's been amazing. <laughs> um, I just feel so good. Like, sorry. <laughs> just feel really good. And I can see my boy and, um, like, I have energy to, like, take care of him. Um, and we, I don't know, I, I just have so much fun with him. It's awesome. Like, I have energy I never had before. Hi, good morning. Hi. How good are to you? see you. Hi. Good morning. How are you been doing? Good. Sorry, good. I got crying. Crying? Well, not like bad crying. Good crying? <laughs> good crying. <laughs> good crying. <laughs> How long is it? One moment. Yep. Kidneys coming in. Throughout this Hello. appointment. What's happening here is good, but... Um, Unfortunately, somebody passed away. Hello? Whitaker makes urgent arrangements for another patient in need. Working out the details of shipment. Right now it's only 17 hours, which is still some time, but um, compared to your kidney, which we got <laughs> in two hours, yeah. right? You know? <laughs> That's one of the great advantages of a live donor. A live donor. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a two-hour kidney. Exactly. Yeah. But as Victoria admits, that kidney isn't that easy to ask for. You never want to ask people for help to admit that you need help. Whitaker wants transplant centers to be more involved in helping all patients to make what he calls the big ask. Fortunately for the, the case that we saw today, um, a brilliant mother came up with a way of asking. I think we have the tools, we, we should use them. But there are ethical concerns. I think that really pushes the envelope of what are we requiring of ill people to package themselves in a way that a stranger would be willing to donate. And that makes bioethicists concern. Physician Kathy Faber-Langendoon is a professor of bioethics at Upstate and directs its ethics consultation service. And there would be a danger in this system if getting an organ became a matter of sort of a beauty contest of who was most worthy. Today's system of getting organs aims for blind fairness. Deceased donations are based only on medical need. Directed donations to loved ones must be both uncompensated and uncoerced. Buying and selling human organs is strictly illegal. Faber-Langendoon says the middle ground of altruistic living donation is getting complicated. 
I think the interest, an interesting question is what about the handful of people who, in this case, passed the medical screens and weren't chosen to donate a kidney? I think they have an interesting question before them if they were willing to give a kidney to this one person, but she happily no longer needs it because someone else rose up and was able to give a kidney. Then is there, does their altruism extend beyond this specific story. In fact, Upstate confirms that besides Jody, two others of the six possible donors from Little Carter's post have now actually set dates for their altruistic anonymous living kidney donations. There was a um, Facebook account that was put up with a picture of a young girl with a new baby. Barbara Flower is one of them, a nurse from the Albany area who also couldn't resist Carter's message. My kidneys are great. I can live with one kidney, no problem. Um, And I just want to help somebody to have a good life, a good quality life like I have. And I've taken care of people with kidney disease um, that have had to go on dialysis, so I know what they go through. Uh, They're sick until they get to dialysis again. And I've actually dealt with someone that decided to say, no, I've had enough and they were gone within a week. Whitaker is moved by the ripple effect of Janet's Facebook post. It's amazing how how this circle of positivity can go on. Which Janet says wasn't at all planned out. I just sat down one night and I I just thought, look at this beautiful grandson of mine and look what's happening to his mom. So... It was just a desperate mom wanting to get her daughter well. And they're endlessly grateful it reached Jody. Either whether you're thinking about giving a kidney, like it definitely changes your someone's life. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. And if you're looking for a kidney, it's not impossible either. Just keep your hopes up and pray. <laughs> I know a lot of prayers have been sent my way, and I'm very blessed. For HealthLink on Air. Very blessed. I'm Joyce Gramza.